Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are so welcome. You know what that sounded like? That sounded like a person who has been scrambling for the last two days to try to fix something we screwed up. So, brief recap, <laughs> you and I have been doing this podcast for 41 years. 41 years. As Started in 1982, right? That's and right. That's in the old days, we would record on a reel-to-reel <laughs> recorder, and we would have to hand-deliver the reels to Google headquarters and Apple headquarters. We had to make copies and hand-deliver them. We had to walk it's, them to it Cupertino, was crazy. There was no Google. We literally had to find Google. It didn't yeah. even exist. Uh, and they offered us, because we were the first podcast ever and that's right they offered they offered us uh, a uh, a percentage of ownership in google and apple and we said no we didn't want so, that so I, dumb. I, I don't regret it for one minute i do so <laughs> in that time we have made many excellent mistakes we yes, have recorded we have. entire episodes of the podcast where that didn't record that's right um for the first like 26 years we had no microphones <laughs> and we were just screaming at our computer screens from a distance of 12 feet you could we, barely hear what we were saying. We didn't it, even know we were allowed to have guests. We knew nothing. No, we, we forgot. We we, we were uh, we did not figure out that we could have guests on the show for for the first thirty eight years. So, uh, but this is so. What ha- What has happened here is yes, is a perfectly uh, appropriate disaster in keeping <laughs> with the history of the podcast. America's yeah. number one sports podcast. America's by the way. number one sports podcast. It's crazy. Uh, so, but yeah, no, yeah. it is. It's perfectly in line because it's completely well-intentioned yeah. screw-up. That's exactly we are, what we We are the masters of the well-intentioned <laughs> screw-up. Nobody does it better than we do. So very briefly, we'll try to keep this brief. What has happened is we had our friend Sarah Langs on the show. That's right. Uh, and she helped us choose the most recent uh, honoree and recipient of the proceeds from this podcast that's the right. first that's... of course was the negro leagues museum we gave right. them a check uh the second was the veterans community project uh which was uh in an honor of our friend slash enemy jason kander that's right um and the and the and sarah uh who has been diagnosed with als helped us choose the most recent one which is the eleanor and lou gehrig alcs center not <laughs> the, AL- it the alcs center, center no again. it's now i think it's the alcs center <laughs> Uh, it's the ALCS Center. It's for ALCS research. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. They're really looking into the Mariners and whether they, or not they can They're really make it focused in. at whether or not a seven-game series is right for the ALCS. <laughs> no, it's the ALCS Center, and they uh, and they they do research both into the ALCS and the disease ALS. ALS. So, that's right. So so we had this idea, right? And the idea seemed solid. And the idea was. We are going to raise money both through the podcast. All proceeds for this chunk of time will go to the ALS Center. And also, we as adults have come to a startling revelation, which is that you can buy old packs of baseball (laughs) cards that have been unopened, and you can open them and enjoy yourself. That's right. And that has led to a couple things. Number one, me spending way too much of my disposable income on this. Number two, you spending arguably too much of your disposable income on this. That's right. And number three, us opening these cards and delighting in the names of the guys that we find inside. And, and, and recording it, it and making people listen to it. Making right. people listen to us open 25-year-old cards right. and just go, oh, my gosh, look, oh Bubba my God, Roba. It's, 
Jeff Le- <laughs> Jeff Rebelay. So we thought, okay, let's auction off uh, some of these cards. We'll put together some prize packages and we'll have an auction. And what we'll do is we'll set up a GoFundMe page. That's and right. anyone who donates money to the GoFundMe page will be entered into this raffle. What we didn't know and we're too uh, ignorant slash lazy to figure out, is that you're not allowed to do that. GoFundMe no. has a rule, a very well-intentioned rule, a good rule to prevent against uh, nefarious misdeeds and fraud and That's stuff right. like that, where you can't have any raffle or prizes be associated with donations through their site. That's right. And so suddenly we were in this awful position where we had asked people to donate to the money, donate to the uh, to the GoFundMe, and then that would enter them in the raffle. We have that is no longer the case. You that we can't do that. That is illegal. That's right. It's it, so. it, it is against terms of of GoFundMe. Uh, so if you go, okay. So let's jump to the to the to the to the part that uh, hopefully will the solution. The solution. Yes, we have a solution clear to the all of this up. The solution to the problem. So what we do, we still have the GoFundMe page. The GoFundMe page is gofundmecom slash podcast. P O S C A S T. It right. is up. It is running. It is working. It was briefly uh, frozen as we were trying to figure all of this out. It is now up and working. You can donate. We want you to donate. That's the whole point of this. We would love for you to donate at least twenty five dollars to um, the ALS Center or at or really University. whatever you want. If you got five bucks to throw, go ahead and throw five bucks at it. It's, sure, uh, at this point, it's, it's purely for uh, to raise money for an excellent cause. Which is the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALCS ALCS Center, Center uh, looking <laughs> looking into uh, expanding it to nine games. So, uh, <laughs> so so yeah. So that is so that is what. So, however, of course, we have already promised you, and we will deliver on this promise that we are separately nothing right. to do with 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 the uh, GoFundMe people. Separately, going to have this incredible uh, raffle. Uh, where we are going to be giving away amazing prizes, which we will tell you about all throughout this podcast. Um, and uh, and in order to do that, separate from GoFundMe, what we have done is we've created a, an email account. And the email account is very simply podcastraffle at gmail.com. That's all it is. Podcast, P-O-S-C-A-S-T, raffle, R-A-F-F-L-E, at gmail.com. Send us your information if you want to send us a screenshot of uh, of the donation just that to, you made. Just simply to prove that you're a nice person. That's all. That's the only reason you That's would do that. The only reason you do that, please do. But but all you have to do is send an email, and you will be entered in to this uh, raffle, and uh, and it's going to be oh, the prizes are amazing. Prizes and, are incredible. Yeah. So and, t- and, so to to to, to recap. Please, everybody, please, we ask you nicely as nice people who think that the people who listen to this are also nice people who love baseball. That's right. In honor of Sarah Langs and to donate to an uh, an excellent and worthy cause, please go to GoFundMe.com slash podcast and throw a couple bucks if you can, if you can spare it in these you can uh, difficult Absolutely. times. Throw some money at the uh, ALS Research uh, Center the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALS. And let, and let me say up front, we should say we should say right away, you guys are the best because yeah. you have been so generous. Oh my gosh, this we is crazy. Over- we're that that's the we kind of buried the lead here. We're already at like fourteen grand. <laughs> yeah, we're already more than fourteen thousand dollars. People have already uh, donated, which is 
so far beyond our expectations. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The best. The absolute so best. So thank, thank you for doing that. All of 100% of that money will go to the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALS Research ALCS Center. ALCS Center. That's right. Correct. Now, separate from that, entirely separate from that, we are also going to get rid of some incredible stuff that we have to offer. Those prizes are, among other things, yes. Uh, so five, so five people who send their name you, you to podcast raffle. You, you, you determined it I, as five. I, I unilaterally <laughs> have announced that this is five people creating more work for Joe. Um, so five people, if you send your name. Uh, in information, all you have to do is send your name. That's all you have to do, really. Send an email to that with your name. Uh, you will be entered into this raffle. Five people will win the following. Yes. At, uh, chosen at random. And we're going to do this sometime probably a, a little after February. The The GoFundMe page will be up through February 1st. That's right. And sometime after February 1st, we will draw I think we're five gonna, names. Right. We're going to choose it uh, pretty close to uh, when pitchers and catchers report. I think that was uh, that is February That's 13th. So it's going to be right around that time that we will choose it. And it is completely at random. Um, and uh, let's let's talk about some of the prizes because right. they so, are incredible. We're o- we're opening these old packs of baseball cards. We're pulling out and discussing hilarious names of former major <laughs> which league we baseball will do players, today. By the way, which we will do again today. <laughs> you five lucky winners will win any card of your choice. That's right. That we name any card, that, any card a that we talk of about. Deals that we are going to talk about. There are a couple right. of like cards where you might get multiple cards. Right. Right. And then. Award-winning baseball <laughs> journalist, author of the 3,100-page-long Baseball 100. That's right. Inductee into the Polish Hall of Fame, Joe Posnanski will write for you an essay, a Baseball 100-style right. essay about the card that you have chosen. And he will write this on a typewriter. A typewriter. A this will be gall type dang typewriter for you. This will be <laughs> typewritten for you. You will get all the errors that come with using a typewriter. Fantastic. There'll be like things xed out. There'll be it'll be it's a Tom Hanks dream. You are getting a typewriter typewritten right. thing. So it will not be on the internet. It will be only for you. Uh, and I will sign it at the bottom. And Mike will contribute to this. Because something. Mike keeps, I will do something. He keeps <laughs> adding work for me to this thing without adding any work for himself on this. I will uh, do so- something. It is yet to be determined. No one's come up with a good idea. But listen, <laughs> think about this for a second, okay? The hottest thing in America, nay the world, for a good chunk of time recently was NFTs. And you were told you can buy that. You can get this NFT, this image of a stupid monkey or whatever. That's for right. Only like eleven million dollars. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Well, wait a second. If I just take a screenshot of it, don't I also own that dumb monkey for zero dollars?" And everyone was like, "No, because no. it's an NFT and there's a blockchain involved." What we're talking about is an actual journalistic baseball-related NFT. This is That's a right. this is a typewritten thing that will not be on the internet that only you will own. That's right. Written by. Nine-time <laughs> National Book Award-winning journalist Joe Posdansky. That's right. Uh, on on a typewriter, so you will be the only person in the world if you choose a Hippolito Picardo uh, uh, card. Which you might. Joe will. Which you might. Joe will write an essay about Hippolito Picardo. Picardo or Picardo? Picardo. I don't know. Picardo. He will write an essay about that, and you will be the only person in the world to own that. That's so right. So five five people will get. Uh, a card of their choice, an essay, but that's not all. No, Here's that's the not thing. All. That's, that's not, all. not all you win. <laughs> you will also win a copy of the Baseball 100 inscribed t- 
to your specifications by award-winning Joe Posnanski. That's you right. You will also get a copy of my book, How to Be Perfect, inscribed by me, non-award-winning uh, journalist <laughs> Mike Shore. You will also receive – so recently we've had friends of the podcast – weigh in and offer more prizes more stuff more, more stuff. stuff so tell people what else they get so okay so you are going to get a an autographed copy of our dear friend and worst enemy jason kander's new book right. uh that that because he's written two so this is the newest book that he wrote which is absolutely amazing incredible mike and i have talked about this uh, on the show before it's an incredible book we are dying to meet the person in it we have been yes. dying. The, the description of the Jason Kander in the book does not in any way, shape, or form comport with the That's actual right. Jason Kander. Because in the book, he's really interesting and smart and sensitive. And, and sensitive and, and, and caring. Uh, and, and, and caring and, and loving. And no way is that a guy inside that book that's not a person who likes the it, song center field. There's no right. way. No but chance. But listen, you can get him to inscribe this book if you want. And we know we have experience with this. You can have him write... Deep in my heart, I understand uh, that the song Center Field sucks. You can have him write that. if He will That's write right. that if you want him to. That's right. There's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> it's going to be And And so now great. also, Jonathan Eig has weighed in. Jonathan That's right. Eig Jonathan Eig, author of uh, Luckiest Man. Uh, actually, author of several books, but Luckiest Man is, is a wonderful uh, award-winning biography of Lou Gehrig. He has offered to sign a copy of that book uh, and and send it. This is incredible. And and by the way, we don't think it's we don't think it's over yet. We we think other people are going to jump in with incredible prizes. Don't we, you feel? We, we, we feel firmly like believe that some other folks, uh, once we reach out to them, or they might reach out to us. Maybe they'll reach they out will to throw us. In. There will be more. Th these prize packages we're talking about are are going to be enormous. And then one person, one. we don't know how to determine this yet, but one person will win the extra special Derek Jeter <laughs> Get This Crap Out of My House prize package, which will be a Derek Jeter rookie card, which That's could right. be, if it's in gem and condition, could be worth up to $500 or something That's right. crazy like that. That's right. They'll win the Derek Jeter card. They will win an, an authentic autographed Derek Jeter baseball which uh, was given to me by my current co-workers on this TV show I'm working on as a joke. And I sitting on my shelf right behind my head and I hate it and want and it out of here. And you hate it. You want it out of the house. And? And a Derek Jeter, an authentic New York Yankees, not game worn or anything, just a Derek Jeter uh, jersey. Which but it's I, an authentic which was, jersey. It's, a, it's, it's an authentic a jersey. jersey. It's like the, that's right. It's like the $159 jersey no, that's or right. whatever it is. It's a jersey uh, that I personally purchased for you. That's right. Back when we were doing a different charity, you were doing a different charity, right. and you offered to eat um, – a fruit pie, warm fruit pie, while wearing a Derek Jeter jersey. If people would donate, and of course everybody happily everybody donated, donated to yeah. make that happen, yeah. And so yeah. I I own two of these jerseys because I had to buy one, and then you also arranged. I to bought get one, one, and it didn't arrive forever. It like it, it didn't took, arrive for like it six took months. Like yeah. Six months, it didn't arrive. So, uh, so, so that one lucky part winner of it too. That's that's the, that, the Derek winner. Jeter yeah. package. That's and by a, the way, crazy. Somebody uh, asked me about this. Somebody somebody uh, donated and said, uh, I don't want the Derek Jeter package. Uh, so if you win the Derek Jeter package, if you are chosen to win the Derek Jeter package, no take backs. You have to you have to take it. I mean, it doesn't. We, the well, whole no, point. hang on, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. I, I legitimately want this Derek Jeter prize package to go to someone oh, you who do. wants it. Yeah, See, I, I don't, do. I don't want that at all. I well, want I, it's, it's look for me. It's 
it's junk, right? It's garbage. And I don't want to just send a pile of garbage to someone else's house. So here's, here's what I'm going to suggest you do. If you want to be entered in this amazing raffle that we're doing to win one of these five incredible packages of signed books, inscribed books, and baseball cards, and personally written, typewritten essays about the player you choose and all this stuff, send your uh, set information. All you need to do is send your name and an email to podcastraffle at gmail.com. That's right. If you, if you don't want to be entered into the Derek Jeter <laughs> raffle, just write Jeter sucks. <laughs> or in, like, in the in I, the subject line. In the, in the subject <laughs> line, you just write Jeter sucks. I hate yeah. Jeter. Something like anything that. like that. Anything if you like love that. Derek Jeter, if you are a fan of Derek Jeter, write Derek Jeter rules, and then we'll or know or you could write uh, or you could write uh, uh, no, I don't. You could write no, I don't because oh, right because that the was SNL sketch. That's yeah. the SNL sketch. Is, yeah. is Jeter sucks? So no, indicate I don't. in some way whether you want to be entered into the Derek you, actually, Jeter prize if, package. You will be considered entered in unless you specifically ask out. Say you and, don't want it. Yeah, you, right, it's an and, opt out system. And and the, you you can opt out by putting anything negative about Derek Jeter. In your yeah. subject line, and we will we will know that you do not want to be. You will be. I would also over I would point. also accept like Luis Gonzalez rules. <laughs> that would that would mean you don't want the Derek Jeter. Sort of package. the positive. Yeah, you you want like a positive spin <laughs> on anti Derek Jeter. So uh, uh, okay, so, yeah, so, so all, I think that covers this, it, right? Yeah, so that covers yeah. it. So here are the two things we want you to do. We want you to go and donate if you can over at GoFundMe.com. Slash podcast, uh, give it, help us uh, raise as much money as we possibly can for the ALS Center at Columbia University, the Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALS Center. Uh, the the breakthroughs on treatment for ALS are really exciting, and this is a great time to get in on this. So that's mm-hmm. that's a serious thing that we we would love for you to be a part of, and then um, just as serious for us, uh, send an email. <laughs> to uh, podcastraffle at gmail.com, super easy, and uh, you will be entered into this amazing uh, a contest that uh, we are just giving away stuff. We're just giving yeah. away stuff. That's what just we're doing. Just giving away stuff. And and among the, the stuff we're giving away is baseball cards. <laughs> so it's time to open some baseball cards. Let's is do it, this. Is it time? I, before we open the baseball cards, I do want to make one football comment. or football. Please. I want to bring up a football discussion. Um Last night, we are recording this on Tuesday. Last night, um, we might have seen, I don't think we did, but we might have seen the last game for Tom Brady. I don't think it is Tom Brady's last game. I think Tom Brady is is going to keep going, which is what I want to talk about. Uh, but the uh, Cowboys really destroyed the, uh, pay, the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Uh, mm-hmm. They were up 24 nothing despite the fact that their kicker missed four extra points, which is the weirdest. That was uncomfortable to watch. It was, it was actually, there is nothing in sports more uncomfortable than someone having the yips. And it sure seemed like he had the yips. And I got to give it up to Mike McCarthy for sending him out there for the, I think if he had gone for two, as everybody was saying, he should on the fifth touchdown. That guy's wrecked forever. That guy's ruined. It was such a, it was a very smart move and he had the luxury of a large lead, but it was a very smart move. To just send him out there again and be like, you're our guy. You're our kicker. You've been good all year. Yep. Go ahead and kick the extra point. He hit the extra point, and now he can relax. The team won easily, and hopefully that's just a blip on the radar. But, that's man, man was... oh, man. I mean, Chuck Knobloch was trending on Twitter last night. Like I know. It, Steve Sachs, like, too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, just, it's it, just... There's nothing worse than a golfer who can't putt or a guy who can't throw 
or a kicker who can't kick. And I was so I despise the Cowboys, and I was never more relieved in my life for a Cowboy player than than Mayer when he hit. That and it was the third point. one that did it to me. Like the first one he missed, like fine, it's funny. Oh, well, and the second one was kind of like this, is kind of funny that he missed two extra points. The third one, it's like, oh boy, this now this feels bad. Now this feels yep. really, really bad. But getting back to Tom Brady, uh, Brady threw the ball sixty six times. Uh, in the game, which was not a record. It was second in playoff history behind Ben Roethlisberger, an old Ben Roethlisberger against Cleveland uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and it finishes a season where Tom Brady threw more passes mm-hmm. and completed more passes than any player in the history of the NFL. Correct. History of the NFL. Um, and so I think he's going to come back and – I think it's a mistake. Now, let me let me let me add to that. I don't think it's a mistake to do what he wants to do. If he wants to play, keep playing, by all means, man, you've earned the right. Play as long as you want. I I don't I don't think there's there's nothing in me that would ever want to tell somebody it's time to quit uh, if that's not what they want to do. But if the intention is it's going to get better, then I think it's a mistake because I think. I think we have seen sort of the end of of uh, Tom Brady. And I say that knowing full well that if Tom Brady ever heard this, it would inspire him to win five more Super <laughs> That's Bowls. That's all he wants. <laughs> That's all, all he, he wants, wants is, is for people to say he's done. <laughs> but I think he's done. I really do. Okay, but let me let me just let me throw this at you because I I was saying he should have left after the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I feel sure. like that you, sure, win, it was you, you go to a new team, you win the Super Bowl, you prove to everybody that you can do it out without Bill Belichick, you sail off into the sunset and everything's fine, right? Right. Um, but he's a competition monster. In fact, he might be the greatest competition monster yeah, in the no history question. of competition That's why monsters. I don't think he's going to walk away, yeah. So, but let me, let, like, so one of the rumors is Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, the Derek Carr, obviously, uh, leaving the leaving. franchise. Don't know why, they, where, they, yeah. They need a quarterback, but who's the coach of the Vegas Raiders? Oh, it's his former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. At right. least for now it is. Uh, and let me just throw this at you. They paid a whole lot of money to get Devontae Adams. Yep. They have the guy who led the league in rushing last year. Suddenly, if you like when he went to Tampa Bay, part of the reason it worked is he had a billion offensive weapons, which he right. did not have in New England. And a great defense. He, ha- he had a very good defense. He had a very good running game. Yep. Because at the, two years ago, Fournette and uh, and all those guys were, were good. So I bet if he is um, even considering playing again next year, he looks at that team and that coach and thinks, I don't know, that seems like it ought to work. Like, he's got really good receivers. He's got a, the best running game in football, it wouldn't require him to set the all-time record for attempts right. in a season. Right, like suddenly, suddenly the calculation of of uh, uh, chances for success seems a lot more in his favor if he goes to that team. Yeah, I would. I agree with all of that. I think the issue for me is that was the that's the similar thought process to Peyton Manning at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peyton Manning, after he came back from the neck injury. Peyton Manning put up one of the truly greatest statistical seasons of the history of football, right? Right. Threw for 5,400 yards and whatever, 48 touchdowns, and just for the Broncos, put up an incredible season. And it was like, this guy could play forever. This guy's never going to not be good. 
Two years later, he was terrible. But the team was still good, and they still went to the Super Bowl. Bowl. (laughs) Still went to the Super Bowl, somehow won it, even though he was completely useless in that game. I believe Um, he had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions in that season. He was awful. He was awful. In the Super Bowl, it was like 153 yards passing or something. And and that was the weirdest game anyway, because remember, that was the game that uh, Cam uh, Newton wouldn't go after his own fumble. Remember like, yeah. you know, like, like that, that whole game was so weird. Anyway, um, obviously uh, Brady has lasted a lot longer than, than uh, Peyton Manning and Brady's in incredible shape and he can still throw the ball. His arm is still very solid. I mean, like we saw the, the deep ball he tried to throw at the end of the game. I mean, that they, he still can, he can still wing it in a way yeah. that, 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 uh, that Peyton Manning, Manning could not. No, but he's not the guy anymore, not the same guy. And now he's like pretty nervous in the pocket. He gets rid of the ball really quick. He dinks and dunks every play. Now he didn't have weapons. I get that guys drop balls. I get that, but he's just, it's just a different guy. Now that's not to say he couldn't go to, to the Raiders and manage the game and be, be terrific. It's, it's possible he could, but look sooner or later, for all of us, it ends, and it feels to me like like another off season and another thing, and it's going to be a new team. And yeah, maybe maybe the reason they would even keep Josh McDaniels is to try to get uh, him to come there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the Raiders, and nothing works when the Raiders try to do it. And I, I don't nothing know. Nothing worked in Tampa Bay before Brady showed up. I mean, the the thing about the NFL is every game is won by three points. Every That's game right. is one in the margins. <clears throat> that is true. They, and, and in the fourth quarter, the guy is still the guy. I mean, that I, that I can't argue with. I, I don't I, – I have no – I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, if he went to the Raiders, they would win the Super Bowl. I just believe that there is some magical formula that will get that guy to stop playing football. And until that magical formula is fully cooked and baked and, and completed, he's – not going to play. And so if he's, he's not going to not play. And so if he's looking around and thinking, where should I play next year? The answer is not Tampa Bay. He's not going back to Tampa. He's not Bay. going back to Tampa Bay. That's, the answer that's is, is the answer is certainly not new England because that he's not going back there. And, <laughs> no, and also they don't have no. any, they don't, they have zero offensive weapons. Miami is not a fact, not a, not Miami a real is not thing a factor anymore. anymore. Yep. And so you, you run the run down the gamut of who needs a quarterback and your best option may be the team with the NFL rushing leader. Oh, I and, think so. And one of the best wide receivers in football and your former offensive coordinator who who you know really well and who oh. will essentially let you do whatever you want. I think there's really a pretty good chance that there's a picture of Tom Brady on Josh McDaniel's desk right now. Like just like a <laughs> like where his kids would be, like just a little photo of, of Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah, I mean I think that's it's the thing that adds up to, to make the most sense. I'm just saying, and and I am more than happy to next year when he's in the Super Bowl tell you how wrong I was. But I am I am just saying I don't think it works. I just don't think it works, and I think it the ending is bad. I and you know and again it, I, I I don't know that I'm right. I just that's just the feeling I have about it. I was thinking about this last night uh, watching the game because which which was never in. Uh, in doubt for the Cowboys. Every time Tom Brady throws a pass in a playoff game, he sets a record. 
Yeah. Every time he completes a pass in the playoffs, he sets two records. Right. Every time he throws, or, or really three records because yardage, completions, and attempts. Yes. Every time he throws a touchdown pass, he, he sets, sets four, five four records. records or yeah. five records. Yeah, at least four because <laughs> attempts, completions, yardage, touchdowns. Right. And then also probably like number of different receivers who have That's caught right. a touchdown <laughs> pass and the whatever. And it, it must be wild to be at the point where you have, there is no mountain left to climb. He None. has. He has None. seven. He has seven Super Bowl wins, uh, which is the, not only the most ever, but will be the most ever forever. There is no Nobody's way that anyone else ever no, comes I don't close. Think so. If if Mahomes or Josh Allen or somebody wins even three or four, it will be seen as a miracle. Right. He's right. He's played in nine Super Bowls. Nine, <laughs> nine Super Bowls. Ten. That's the thing. Nine or ten. No, ten. Because he, he lost to the Giants twice and the Eagles once. That's so right. Ten played, Super Bowls. Ten Super Bowls. Ten Super Bowls. <laughs> he's played in like uh, uh, three full seasons of playoff games at this point. He has the most of everything in every direction, in every right. scenario, every every completion attempts, yardage, touchdowns, wins, well, playoff everything. wins, but everything. everything. And so every time he does anything – he is he like there should be a a foot the the entire football card set should be next year should be 2023 record breaker Tom Brady for this record 2023 record breaker for this record you know what they should do every time he completes a pass they should stop the game give him the football <laughs> hug everybody hug have everybody. a ceremony on the field <laughs> that would be amazing if they did that like they're just i mean he's at like 90,000 yards passing it's a, it's in absurd. regular season and who and knows all the all the guys who you because you a, a couple of years ago you were like oh Matt Stafford is going to break every record because Brady the first eight years of Brady's career were in the pre-offensive explosion era where right. you know he would throw for twenty eight hundred yards or thirty four hundred yards or whatever now everybody worth a grain of salt is throwing for four thousand yards oh a yeah season. and so you were you looked at Matthew Stafford through his first ten years even playing on the worst team in the world the Lions and you're like oh that guy's going to have all the records he's going to end up with a hundred thousand right. yards or whatever and then suddenly in the blink of an eye. Matt Stafford isn't maybe done as a quarterback, but he's not not going anywhere in terms of all time record. He's not bringing no record. way. No, no. And then and so now you're like, well, Mahomes and Allen are the guys. Maybe, but, like, but but nobody who knows does. What happens. Nobody does what Tom Brady's doing. Nobody does this for twenty years. That's the thing. Right. I mean, no, that's that's where I mean. Look, I think. That if I had the choice of every quarterback in the history of the NFL for one season, I would take Patrick Mahomes. Like, if like, like to me, Patrick Mahomes is playing the game on a higher level in my mind than anybody yeah. else has ever played. That's mm-hmm. that's. But Patrick Mahomes has won one Super Bowl. He might never win another one, right? I right. mean, he might win one this year, but he might not. He might get to the Super Bowl this year and not win it, or he might. They might lose. I mean, certainly. Buffalo or, or Cincinnati could beat them. And the 49ers could beat them. And the four, and yeah, I'm saying they could get to the Super yeah. Bowl. And certainly the 49ers could beat them. And then the next year, they got to go through the whole thing again and again and again and again. And he's got to stay healthy. And he's got, I mean, and there's injuries and Tyreek Hill leaves for Miami. That's and right. Like that. And that's yeah. the Brady thing. That's the thing. It's like, it's it's never ending. It's never ending. Yeah. Nobody is breaking his records. I don't think anytime he won soon. he won Super Bowls throwing to Dion Branch and David <laughs> Givens, and like eighteen years after David Givens was out of the league, he won another Super Bowl throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, that's that, right. That that's what's so truly deeply shocking about it. And I know this. We're not saying anything any other people haven't said before, but 
it's not just the longevity. It's it's the personnel. It is like it. You know, you look at the the dynasties in the history of all sports, and in most of those sports, like Jordan didn't win without Scottie Pippen. That's right. Right. Like there there That's are right. there are constants, and he didn't win without Phil Jackson. Like there are constants in these dynasties that are that pretty much cover the the one guy that you could say is Brady-esque, I, w- I guess, in any sport is LeBron. Because LeBron right. has won he, championships But LeBron always had stars cities. with him, though. He always had yes. stars. I mean, different when he did stars, in Cleveland... Different, different right, right, stars. Right, right. But I'm saying there were times that Tom Brady did not have a Pro Bowl receiver on his team. Right. He, always, he usually had a good offensive line, but... Sometimes the running back could have been anybody. Literally, their running back was like the Braves relievers in the 90s. It's like changed every year, was a yeah. different guy, right? And the offensive line was was almost always really good. But there were times he had receivers, not just times, most of the time, where he did not have an all-pro receiver. I mean, like Randy Moss yeah. was like maybe his only And they didn't win that year. And they well, <laughs> they did go 16 and 0, as you might as you might mention. I do remember that, yeah. You might recall that. Um, but but yeah, so look, as far as as there's nothing to compare him to, I don't think in no. any sport, uh, because there's never been, you know, a guy that he was only on two teams, at least so far, but the Patriots were constantly changing. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that was part of the thing. And then he goes to Tampa Bay, and obviously that's a completely different he, team. He threw Dion Branch and Julian Edelman into Super Bowl MVPs. And those throw Julian Edelman into the Hall of Fame. I mean, like, yeah. like, but those just... two guys standing yeah. on each other's shoulders are shorter than than Mike Evans is. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. By the way, you seen that commercial with Julian Edelman, the uh, phone commercial where he. Uh, it's like a, a Verizon or whatever commercial. Uh, I think it's I'm with not Julian sure. Edelman. Uh, yeah, so in the he's. She, uh, the the one that does all the Verizon commercials now from Saturday Night Live, I can't think of her name. Um, she throws him the uh, a uh, phone and he catches it and whatever. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so anyway, I'm watching it and I'm going, who the heck is that? Who is that guy? Like, I had no idea. Julian Edelman. Like, I think she had to say his name in order to, like, get – and. I mean, Tom Brady made him the leading receiver in the league, like, every year. It just – it was yeah. – it truly crazy, truly crazy how great he is. I I don't deny that at all. But I'm sticking with it. I I think it's I think it's you think it's, it's a mistake if he comes back. I I think it's a mistake if he thinks he's going to return to greatness. I think I don't think it's a mistake if he wants to play football and wants to play. Go ahead, play football all you want. Play fo- if that's the thing that makes you happy. Play football for the rest of your life. I, I that that doesn't. I never feel like I any of us have any right to tell people when it's time to quit. I just don't think he's going to be a great player ever again. He turns 46 in August, and uh, I'm 47. And I, when I drive my kids to school in the morning and I get home, it takes a long time to get to school and back. It takes like 45 minutes or an hour. And when I get home and I get out of the car, my back hurts. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I, I got out of the car after uh, uh, something, and a sound came out of me as I was getting out of the car that was like a cr- not a creaking. It was like a creaking or a, a crunching. It, it was yeah. It was not good. It was not good. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's open baseball cards. Let's open the baseball cards. So here's what we're doing. So we last time Mike and I opened cards, uh, we opened uh, 1993 baseball cards, which are a delight. And Mike also opened up a few 1980 uh, baseball cards, which are also a delight. Um, and but now we're opening completely different years. So I have got with me 1987 and 1988 tops. So mm-hmm. I will open a couple of packs of each of those. Mike, what do you what what do you have for us today? I have 1981 Fleer and 1981 Donruss. Now <laughs> oh. it's worth it's worth noting a couple things. So Fleer and Donruss were like out of the game for a long That's time, right. and they came back. These are these are their first years back in it's the game. Their, it's their back, yeah. It's their it's their debuts. Their their right. new debuts. Yes. So 81 Fleer are pretty ugly cards. They have a circle in the lower left hand corner <laughs> with a, with the name of the team and like a lame cursive, and, and their photo the quality is terrible. Terrible, uh, blurry awful. photos left and right. Left and right, and uh, and they're they're pretty bad cards. Uh, the 81 Donruss are 50 <laughs> times worse. The 81 Donruss, for my money, the worst, probably the worst baseball cards ever made. Oh, they I agree. Are, they are, I would say, half of the width, the thickness of <laughs> the every thickness. other baseball card. They, they That's feel right. like They feel like they are printed on, if you've ever eaten... Um, those like sheets of, of seaweed that you buy from like Trader Joe's. <laughs> right, right. That's what, that's what they're printed on. They're also, all of them are, are misaligned. They're at all like a, they're like at a cockeyed, like 18 degree angle <laughs> to the card itself. So they're all misprinted and terrible. They're really unattractive. They're basically, what I'm opening today is essentially garbage. Like garbage. I, like none of them are really valuable. They, I will basically open them, laugh at the players I find, and then throw them in the trash. <laughs> uh, and no one will miss them. No one no will one, miss those. No one will Although we should say, if you want one of the 1981 Donruss, or frankly, all of them, uh, you can, that, that could be your request. I'll tell uh, here, I'll do this. When uh, we choose the five winners, and again, to be entered in this raffle, send uh, an email to podcastraffle at gmail.com. You will be entered in the raffle. One of the things I will send you, in addition to all the other stuff, the signed <laughs> books and the typewritten essay and the card of your choice, and everything else, I will send you five packs of unopened <laughs> 1981 Donruss baseball cards. Five! Because the it's basically garbage, and I'm either going to send them to you or throw them in the garbage. And the great thing about those five packs is if they will add exactly 2.1 ounces of weight <laughs> to the package because they're so flimsy. All right, All who's right, starting? I'm, you starting? Uh, why don't you start? You start it right, up. I'm going to open a pack of these ridiculous 1981 Donruss baseball Here cards. Here we go. Here we go. It's very exciting. Now, they do have gum in them, and the gum is disgusting, and it ruins the card in front of uh, that it was stuck to. Okay. The first card is Reds outfielder Mike Vale. Ooh, I remember Mike Vale. Now, here's what's interesting about this. This this is a perfect indication of how cheap and bad 81 Donruss were. It says Reds outfielder Mike Vale. Look at, if you look at his uniform, he's very clearly wearing a Cubs uniform. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even trying to cover They're not him. even they're, trying. They're not even trying. <laughs> By the way, what is that hat that's on his head? Does, is does that look like it's about six inches above his uh, head? Well, What's going on it's, there? Well, sometimes it's hard to tell back in the early 80s because there was so much 
fluffy curly hair pouring out of the of the hats of these players. Um, but you, if you want a, a Mike Vale card, if you're either a Reds or Cubs fan and you want a, a, a Cincinnati Reds card with Mike Vale in a Cubs uniform, that's available to you. you can- here's, here's the great thing about the 1981 Donruss. You know how like certain cards uh, become famous because they're mistakes. They're like mistake cards and and and. Uh, uh, fit- 1981 Donruss, the only valuable cards are the ones with no mistakes on them. That's right. <laughs> the, the error cards are the ones where they're just printed correctly and the and the and it's the right guy on the card. Oh, look at Dave Kingman. Speaking oh, of the Oh, Dave, good mustache for Dave Kingman. Great mustache. Uh, he, let's see, the year that this represents, he had 18 homers, which is and and only 81 games. Remember, 1980 was uh oh no 80. Wait, what was the strike? The, the semi strike year was 81. So, yeah, I think yeah. he was just hurt in 80. Yeah. yeah. Or just had a bad year. Dave Ford, pitcher for the Orioles. Now, look how bad this photo is. You can barely make out his face. I mean, it's so hilarious how bad The great bad thing about that Dave were. Ford card is it looks he looks like Sammy Stewart on the card. So it might be Sammy might Stewart. Be. They're just like, blur it out and we'll make like it a, Dave Ford. There's a 20% chance that none of these guys is actually who they purport to be. Dick Tidrow, pitcher for the Cubs. Oh, there Remember you Dick go. Tidrow? Former Yankee there. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Mad Hungarian. Oh, Al Herboski. Al Herboski. Looking angry. That, is the Mad Hungarian an okay nickname to give someone? I'm not I, sure. <laughs> I think maybe it's okay. I think so. I think if you just right. called him the Hungarian, that would not be as good. Maybe he's, <laughs> he's yeah, mad. that sounds he's, worse. Yeah. He was mad. He was the he Mad was a Hungarian. Mad. Yeah, yeah, he was a mad dude. Um, another funny thing about the 81 Donruss cards, as I learned recently, is they whatever uh, primitive algorithm they used to sort their cards into packs was way out of whack because you'll get a pack. I got I texted you this. I got I opened a bunch of packs of these cards yesterday. And for like six packs in a row, the only players in them were either Orioles or A's <laughs> with a couple of Yankees thrown in. It was just chunks and chunks of Orioles, like thick chunks of Orioles, thick chunks of A's, and then a couple, like usually the Yogi Berra Yankees manager cards. So what we have now is four consecutive Minnesota Twins. So here's Roger Erickson. Okay, sure, twins. sure. Here's Pete Pete Redfern, pitcher for the Twins. That's another twin, Pete Redfern. Okay. Daryl Jackson, pitcher for the Twins. That's another twin. Not yeah. only are and they twins, they're pitchers for they're the all Twins pitchers. all in a and, row. And Doug Corbett, pitcher for the Twins. Doug Corbett, Twins pitcher, absolutely. Uh, oh, Bob Forsh, uh, brother of Ken Forsh. Remember That's the right. Forsh brothers? Now, That's did the right. did the Forsh brothers both pitch for the Cardinals at the same time? I think they did. I I believe that's right. One of them. One of them pitched for the Angels. Maybe Ken pitched for the Angels. Well, I think they uh, both. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ben. So Ken Forsh. No, Ken Forsh never pitched for the Cardinals. Uh, in fact, okay. Ken Forsh is mostly known for his years with the Astros. Oh, there you go. Uh, won most so of they, his games. So the they Astros. were never on the same team. Ken so Ken Forsh went 114-113 with a 3.37 ERA, which is you know pretty a, good. A fine. A fine career. Bob Forsh went 168-136 with a 3.76 ERA. So do you think they would argue with each other about which Who one was better? Who had the better career? Yeah. <laughs> and and you know that, that Bob Forsh is furious that like uh, like Sabermetrics came along. Because he used to yeah. be like, man, dude, I won 50 more games than you. Obviously, right. I had the better year. And now he's like... Your FIP sucks. You know, would you like, rather? So, would you rather if you had been a pitcher have 168 wins 
to your brother's 114 or a lower ERA than your brother who had 168 wins? Which I, Whose career would you rather have had? I, I think I take the 106 ERA plus, right? I think I think the guy who had the better than average ERA. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who had more? Who had a higher war? Uh, very interesting answer is 27 war for Ken Forsh. 18.9 for war for Bob Forsh. There you Forsh. go. There you so go. You'd so, rather be Ken. So I think Bob for years had the like, I won more games, I'm the best, and Ken is now like And then Moneyball look, came out. Look, <laughs> look, look at the advanced <laughs> metrics, man. I was the better one. Gene Garber is our next card. Gene oh, I Garber love was Gene good. Garber. Gene, Gene Garber had a bunch of like all-star cards and like like you know, fireman of the year is, or whatever. Isn't Gene cards. Garber also the one that ended Pete Rose's forty-four game hitting streak? Wasn't it Gene Garber on the mound? Is that I right. I believe it was Gene Garber on the mound, and, th- and I think he threw. He didn't throw a fastball, and Pete Rose was furious. And you know, classic, classic Donruss. Look how misaligned this card is. It's like <laughs> the the width of the borders is completely irregular. God, these things are so cheap. Bill North, outfielder for the Giants. Do not remember Bill North. Bill North, sure. Didn't Bill North play for the uh, for the A's for a while? It, it's impossible to tell because they Donruss was so cheap they didn't list all of his. <laughs> they only listed the eighty season and then his lifetime stats. Um, Tom Griffin. Now I'm now I'm in Giants land in this eighty one Donruss pack. So Tom Griffin, pitcher for the Giants. Eddie Whitson, pitcher for the Giants. Oh, Ed Whitson. There you go. Ed Whitson got in the big fight with uh, with Billy Martin, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That is not one of the things listed on the back of his card. <laughs> yeah, Bill North was with, with was with Oakland for years. He led the league in stolen bases twice. I, I remember Bill North. Joe Strain, the shortstop for the Giants. No, I have no memory Don't of remember Joe him. Strain at all. Rennie Stennett. Oh, Giants Rennie Stennett, major. sure. Pirates for years. Had a, had a long career. And now here we go. Bobby Bonds. Oh, the great Bobby Bonds. Just uh, a great player. Just a great player. Underrated player. Uh, overshadowed by his uh, son for obvious reasons, but... Yes. And he was good. And also, a lot of his cars, he looks like the coolest dude ever. <laughs> like, he just looks like, man, that guy is, that guy gets it. John Fulgham, pitcher for the Cardinals. Yeah, don't no, I don't, him. I don't know John Fulgham. And here we go. Tommy Herr. The last card is Tommy Herr. Oh, he, Tommy he Herr. Of the, he of the famous season of, what it was, it five home runs, 100 and something RBIs, right? Yeah. Had, yeah. That it was like the, the most RBIs ever, uh, ever with five home runs, is what I remember. <laughs> Tommy Herb. All right, All right I'm going to open up. There's your pack of garbage. There was, there was, <laughs> there was your pack of garbage. But it, it led to a, such an interesting Bob and Ken Forge conversation. I mean, All right. Would I'm you say, op- before before you open this, would you say that that is the single most interesting Ken and Bob Forge conversation that's been had on a podcast this year? I think this year, to me, it's got to be top five. It's I think got it's top to five. Be, it's got to be top five, I would think. <laughs> All right, 1987. The, the 1987 tops cards were a, like a wood panel um, mm-hmm. that that was like clearly based on the old uh, wood panel station wagon, which I think is is delightful. It also had a spring fever baseball card in every set, where you could win a trip for four to the 1988 spring training camp of the team of your choice. I wonder how long. They would send you there. Like, would they send you there for like two days or something? Or oh, oh three days God. and two nights. There you go. With three two double t- rooms. Two double rooms. You can that's a whole family right there going to spring training. Three days, two nights is such a short period of time. <laughs> like you land on a Wednesday, 
You spend Wednesday night, you're there on Thursday, you spend Thursday night, and you're gone on Friday. Friday, you're leaving. I mean, like, <laughs> it's not really three days, right? Like that third day is not really all that great. That and by so the way, where lame. are they sending you to like Sarasota? I mean, that's not exactly. Winter Haven, Florida. Congratulations. You have <laughs> you just... A two-night stay at a Marriott in Winter Haven, Florida. Oh, there are no Marriott's in Winter Haven. You're staying at a, <laughs> you're staying at a Motel 6 in Plant City, baby. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, Don Mattingly, all-star Don Mattingly. Oh, right off the a, bat. Right off the bat. But it's an all-star card. So are those as cool. good? What do you think? Are I, all-star cards always, as good? When I was a kid and I was like setting aside the like good cards from the bad cards to put them in sheets, I would every all-star card I would put in there. I, I yeah, know, I think that's I, right. No rhyme or reason to it. It just seemed like, oh, this no, is I a special card. No, I love the all-star card. By yeah. the way, Don Mattingly, let's just say this. Because, look, someday Don Mattingly is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I do yeah. believe that's mm-hmm. going to happen. It was a good mustache, man. Don Mattingly great, great brought, he had, I mean, top level mustache game, don't you think? Uh, upper, uh, certainly upper echelon, like top 5% mustaches all time. Who would that be, though? Who else is in his class? I mean, Mike Schmidt is a. Uh, Schmidt I think had a good, I, in his time, I think you got to give Jack Morris a lot of mustache. He yeah. had a lot of mustache game, but he had a lot good of mustache, mustache game. Good mustache game, yep. Um, oh, Eckersley. Eckersley had a very there. good man. What about Raleigh? Like, you giving Raleigh Ra- fingers? That's you it's... can't sleep on Raleigh fingers mustache. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake. Yeah, I think that's that's the tier we're talking about with Madeline. It's like a thick, healthy yes. mustache, and all the way we're... across. Not like it's it wasn't too short like some of these no. other mustaches. It, it really brought uh, it's brought. Who had the worst mustache that you can think oh, of? Oh boy. Um, I mean, I I think of I don't think of bad mustaches as much as just bad. Facial hair, kind of. Yeah. I mean, these days, I everybody... thought Jeff Kent had a bad mustache. Huh. All I right. just thought it, it just didn't work. It just did not work. Yeah. It was also, like, out of place on that team somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. It was like... Because they're playing in San Francisco, but it's kind of like a southern kind of rednecky mustache. It <laughs> right. just didn't. It didn't fit. It didn't fit the city somehow, right? Like, like even though Raleigh's... he was from there, that's where he was from. He was like from the Bay Area, isn't he? Was he really? No, I yes. thought he was. Fr- I thought he was from the South. I, maybe no, just no, he, no, no. Maybe He's just because he got Beach. injured. He He's got actually... injured. Uh, 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 off-roading right wasn't that his whole thing he he brought that with him he brought like that whole that whole southern vibe with him but no that guy's california all the way through all right kirby pocket all-star a little very nice so So i'm definitely off to a good start wallace johnson what about wallace johnson can you name the team for wallace johnson some something says expos but i don't know if that's totally uh... expos very good and i don't need to tell you this because you are obviously the premier expert on Wallace Johnson, but uh, Wallace enjoys reading as a form of relaxation. (laughs) I mean, where else can you get this information than on the back of an 87 Topps baseball card? Oh, speaking of great mustaches, Gorman Thomas, just that's a top tier mustache right there. Well, he, he had the Andy Reed, right. That came kind of came down down, all the way down. Yeah. Almost, almost like a Fu Manchu, almost Fu Manchu, but not quite all the way around, but just like so, so thick and rich and, and full that it was spilling over the sides of his lips. You know what's so funny is is Gorman Thomas. He was a bopper man in his yeah. in his day. That guy really smacked home runs. 
But like at the end of the day, he still didn't even get to 300 home runs because back then you hit 30 home runs and everybody was like, you were, you were, like you know, who, God, you know, man. who I associate him with is the same kind of hitter as was Glenn Davis for the Astros. Ah, that's right. Very good. Yes. These guys who like were, were essentially like DHs, DH first baseman types, and they would hit like 30 home runs twice in three years. And it was like, oh my God, this guy is a masher. <laughs> like this guy is unstoppable. And uh, and then you look at their their career totals and it's like two eighty five or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, wait, that's not as as good as I thought it was going to be. All right, uh, Andres Thomas um, for the Braves. Good thing about him is he's got the wonderful trophy for the tops all rookie on the bottom of his Great. Of his thing. Gene Walter, by the way, uh, I I know people can't see this, but terrible mustache. Just oh terrible. my God! There's your answer for worst mustache. Gene Walter, Padres pitcher. Holy moly! Is Sad. he a pitcher? What? Is he a pitcher? Who? What? He was a he pitcher. Play? He was a okay. pitcher uh, who started his career in Walla Walla and then uh, worked his way up to the Padres. He I attended- urge I I urge everybody out there to Google 1987 tops Gene Walter if you want to see a truly bad mustache. <laughs> Kenny Landro is uh, our next, but then. Oh, our first massive, massive card. Bo Jackson Future Bo Stars. Bo Jack, you got the Bo Jackson Future <laughs> Stars. You have way better luck at this than I do because you pulled the Jeter rookie last time. I did, but you. And now you, you pulled the Bo Jackson but Future Stars. That's a valuable card. That's a valuable card. And so we're going to put this one aside. Yeah. And. Uh, now, can people get that card and get well, a Bo Jackson? Well, the other thing we're we're gonna we're saving the most valuable cards for to to do maybe a separate auction or maybe people can bid on them in some other way. We're not one hundred percent sure yet, but yes, um, but but maybe. that would probably go in that pile though. That would probably go I think in the that, Jeter, yes. Ricky Henderson, Ricky nineteen eighty Ricky Henderson. If I Jeter, get a Barry 92. Bonds here, we yeah. can put that in there and stuff like that. All yeah. right, let's go. Dave Collins. Oh, this is a good pack. George Brett. Just a good, solid George Brett card. Look at that swing. And Goose Gossage. This is a Hall of Fame pack. Oh, man. You're you're killing it right now. (laughs) Then we got Doug Drabeck, delightful. But this was Drabeck with the Yankees. Uh, Uh, Boo. No, but I always thought that was good because they blew it and they got rid of him and then he was good, right? That's that's true, yeah. One of the rare... Who Jose, are the Yankee, who are, who are the guys that famously Jay Buhner, I think, still has the record for most home runs by a guy by a former Yankee. By a former I think, Yankee. I think that's true. The, the, and this is part of Yankee hatred is is knowing these statistics that basically anytime they give up a prospect to get a veteran, that prospect fizzles. Like the, when, <laughs> when they traded Jesus Montero was the catcher, right? Who yes. came up and yes. and they traded him to the Mariners. And he immediately he's out of baseball in like eighteen months. He came up he came up with the Yankees. He hit like eleven home runs in two weeks. Right. They fl- they flipped him uh, to the Mariners and and almost like I'm seriously look it up. Within two years he was oh, out, he was of, baseball out of baseball entirely. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right, Jose Uribe, uh, Don Slot. Good name. Uh, Dave Dravecki. There's a Dave there's Dravecki. a great one. There's a great one. Yeah. Uh, a little Red Sox, Kevin Romine. Kevin Romine, pinch hit. <laughs> I saw Kevin Romine hit a pinch hit double in a game at Fenway Park in like 1980, probably 86, somewhere in wow. there, 86, 87. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And then my dear friend, Tony Pena. So Tony, Tony Pena. Tony Pena, look oh, at him. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. All right. 
All right. So that's a good pack. I, good I pack, that, man. I got that bow. Yeah. I'm gonna open these 81 Fleers. All right. Uh, now, what are gum... we even? What are we even rooting for? Like with Don Rose, we're not rooting for anything because they're so all eight, 81. Uh, every card, every buddy, basically in 81 was a Fleer rookie because they hadn't released cards in previous years. Ah. But there are there are some good rookies. Harold Baines. As an 81 rookie, uh, I think maybe Jeff Reardon or is he 80? I can't remember. There are some good rookie cards. Um, okay. There's also the 81 Fleers also have a bunch of funny cards that just like are the guy, but then in the little box down at the bottom, instead of saying pitcher, it will have like they had some special cards that were like Carl Yastrzemski, 400 home runs or something. <laughs> like, you know, like I like some those. like yeah, funny, yeah. funny, like little we are rooting bonus for those. Cards. We are rooting yeah. for the, the specially named cards. And by the way, after I do this, to, to wrap this up, I'm going to open a, po- a pack of 81 tops. I bought all the 81s. Oh, very so nice. So I have a pack of 81 tops, which are which are high quality and fun and, and very good looking cards, uh, okay. unlike these other two. Rod Scurry, pitcher for the Pirates. Don't remember him, but look at that hat. It's the I old black. The, oh, I the love black, that. The black hat with the with the yellow piping. Oh, yeah, with the piping, and, and it was like the different shape. That, that was just a great hat. Hat ruled. Uh, Jim Tracy, outfielder for the Cubs. Look at Jim Tracy's glasses. He looks like a he looks like an insurance claims adjuster who was called into emergency <laughs> duty as an outfielder for the Cubs. <laughs> Future manager Jim Tracy. That's right. Oh, Mike Easler, the Hitman. Now we had a we had a uh, Mike Hitman. Easler 1980 card. Or, That's right. I think that we pulled last time. But this one um, is much better. This one looks like he is in hitting pose. He's in hitting pose. He's at the plate. His his arm muscles are rippling. And uh, and he's in the yellow, the all yellow oh, pirates, all uni, yellow. which is pretty great. So great. Speaking of great uniforms, John Curtis, pitcher for the Padres. This it's the throwback Padres unis, with which the, are wonderful. The, They're just wonderful. Brown is so just good. not used nearly enough in brown in and brown and yellow almost never. <laughs> hey, it's Ken Griffey Senior. Everybody, look at that. There it that's is. A, Ken that's Griffey a good Senior. looking card right there. That's not a bad card. That is a good looking card. He is definitely focused. He has no idea that his kid is going to just like make it so that his name is not even like relevant anymore. Maybe, maybe he does at this point. Maybe, maybe he's all, maybe that's why he's smiling so broadly. Cause he's like, I have a three-year-old child who's going <laughs> to, and I already know what's going to happen. Steve Howe for the Dodgers. Oh, uh, Steve sort of a tragic Howell. figure, right? Very tragic figure. One rookie of the year, though, did he not? I believe he won. Yeah, and this is indeed his rookie card. There we um, go. Yeah, yeah. Sad figure. Sad, sad story with the drugs. Manny Sanguian, we're in a Padres zone right now. Oh, Manny uh, Sanguian. Pirates, Pirates, though. Pirates, and Padres. Manny Sanguian, this what is a, a good-looking card, too. What a hitter, man. Manny Sanguian, you could not throw a ball anywhere. Manny Sanguian was swinging at everything, no matter where Man- the ball was. Manny Sanguian had, a t- at this point in his career, a 296 lifetime bat. Oh, yeah. Average. And it was all on pitches, like 17 feet out the strike zone. He swung at everything. Imagine if Manny Sanguian was a catcher. I don't know. Was he a good defensive catcher? I don't remember. Mm, I haven't eh, so-so. It wasn't terrible. But, I mean, a catcher who hit... 290s who hit basically 300 over 13 years this guy Every would year. have been yeah this guy would have been paid 150 he would have made 150 million dollars <laughs> if, if his career started in the year 2010 <laughs> oh my Man, god bob shirley pitcher for the padres man sure. we're in a real padres pirate zone here yeah bob shirley uh jim bibby for the pirates oh jim bibby former clevelander another pirate another padre mm-hmm. uh, he played forever too he played forever. He was with Cleveland. Uh, then he was, I think he went like, didn't he have a year where he went like 18 and 18 for Cleveland or something like that? 
he uh 19 and 19 for the 19. rangers good good memory 19, 19, and, 19. and 19 but this <laughs> year so in 19, 1980 for the pirates he was 19 and 6 yeah yeah he got Man. some Cy young uh, uh, support that year i believe crazily on the back of his cards what did, we talked about this a while ago but one of the great things about these cards is they used to not only show stats for your major league uh seasons but for your minor league seasons too so 1965, Marion, 1966, Greenville, 1967, Jacksonville, 1968, Raleigh, Durham, etc. But in 66 and 67, it says in military service. I guess he served in Vietnam, Jim Bibby. Wow. Must have been. And it also says did not play 1970. It doesn't say military service, but he must have been He must have in been the military. Vietnam. Interesting. Interesting. Gene Tennis catch, catcher for hard. the Padres. Uh, Gene Tennis, World Series hero. World Series, World Series hero. hero. And, yeah. Here's a great card. Johnny Bench. Oh, Johnny Bench on one knee. On looking one knee, out. Classic baseball card pose in spring training, <laughs> clearly. Uh, Johnny Bench. One, one of the top five baseball card poses, in my view. On, on one, one knee, knee is right there. The pitcher halfway through his windup where like he's going through the follow-through. That's a great pose. Uh, the standing there with the bat on your shoulder, looking always out. good. Great I like pose. I like holding the bat but pointing the bat at the camera. At the camera, that's another good pose. That's, a good that's another excellent pose. Ken Singleton, how about how about uh, jauntily like resting your arms on the bat and looking back over your shoulder? That's what Ken Singleton is doing here. That's it, kind of good. It looks awkward, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> Kenny Singleton, though, to what a great player he was, and, mean, and a fine announcer. Hit machine, hit machine, hit, that guy. Hit machine and walks. He walked a billion times. Thad Bosley, good outfielder for the White Sox, and and a great name. Don't you think Thad Bosley is a great? Thad name? Thad Bosley is a wonderful name. Uh, Thad Bosley uh, is wearing the the spring training White Sox uni, where the blue hat that just says socks in big white letters. That's a good hat. <laughs> Which is a wonderful hat. A's manager Billy Martin. Oh, there we go. There's Billy Martin. There's, there's Billy Martin. And by the way, Billy Martin in the absolutely only pose that you're allowed to do for a baseball card if you're a manager, which is the on one knee looking out into space like he's mm -hmm. like he's like he's deeply studying uh like a, a bat or, or something. Now that is also a cool A's hat. All white hat, green brim, yep, ornate heavily serifed a's on the on the hat that's a cool hat i it's don't think i've hat. seen that hat i, I don't i that want hat that hat with the green bill and the i want that hat actually yeah here's the here's what it says in the back of billy martin's card billy was a spark plug of the new york yankee infield when he played from 1950 to 1957 yes he was he was a player on six pennant winners during his career pennant for some reason is capitalized no of course. reason for that to be capitalized he was a member of the 1956 All-Star team, skipper at Minnesota, Detroit, and Texas, led the Twins to the Western title in 1969, <laughs> and the Tigers to the Eastern Division title in 1972, AP Manager of the Year in 74 for a second-place finish with the Rangers. Billy returned to manage the Yankees on August 2nd, 1975, led the Yanks to pennants in 76-77, and a world championship in 1977, appointed skipper of the A's February 21, 1980. It doesn't weirdly say that he was fired a hundred times by <laughs> No, it doesn't, it doesn't mention the many, many, many fights he got into for some reason. Another good... Uh... Nominee for worst mustache is Joe Rudy, outfielder for the Angels. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad one. That's Go a bad please mustache. Google Google uh, <laughs> Joe Rudy, nineteen eighty one Fleer, if you want to see another bad mustache. And also, while you're there, 
send an email to podcastraffle <laughs> at gmail.com to be entered in a raffle to win any of these cards you, you want. You can win this Joe, this Joe Rudy card. I'm, you can, you can request an entire essay on mustaches if that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, you going to open 88? I'm going to open I actually got an 87. One more pack of 87 then I'm going to open 88 to 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 finish this off. Uh and I'm going to start off with oh, Moose Haas. Oh, what a great name. Moose Haas. All right, let me tell you a little something about Moose Haas. Please. Moose as a black belt in Taekwondo. He is an amateur magician and a certified locksmith. Okay. <laughs> there is no way that Moose Haas is all three of these things. He is. He's, it no. says so right here. No, I'll tell you what happened here. I'll tell you exactly what happened. This is my guess. Top sent out a, a piece of paper to every player and said, hey, fill out some biographical information if you want it on the back of your baseball card. And Moose Haas was goofing around <laughs> in the clubhouse with some of his buddies. And he was like, I'm going to write some crazy stuff on this card and just see if it sneaks through. And so he, he was like, all right, who, what, what are my special talents? And someone was like, amateur magician or whatever. <laughs> and he just wrote it all down and they didn't fact check. And so black belt in Taekwondo, amateur magician. And what's the third? Oh, locksmith. Certified locksmith. Certified yeah. locksmith. He is not. He's none of those things. I <laughs> he will, is all I will, of those things. I use none of those things. I am now going to chase down the story of Moose Haas which I will bring back as a report next time because I believe in moose. I here, believe, here I don't is believe a, <laughs> here is a great idea for anyone who, who loves baseball. Enter your name in our lottery by sending an email to podcastraffle.com <laughs> at gmail.com and choose the Moose Haas card and have Joe Posnanski <laughs> write you an article on whether Moose Haas was indeed a certified locksmith Black belt in karate and taekwondo, and, taekwondo yep. and amateur magician. <laughs> that would be a. I would uh, maybe I might do this. I might. You just, might even enter the. Contest. I might just enter the raffle. <laughs> We're not doing that thing where you you're ineligible for the raffle if you. No, for the no, podcast. no. You and I are both eligible for the raffle. <laughs> All right, Moose Haas. There we go. All right, Al Nipper. There you go. Former uh, Red Sox. Did you like Al Nipper as a Red Sox? I loved Al Nipper. Yeah, lefty, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Is, is Al was he a lefty? lefty? I could be wrong. No, I don't think so. No, right-handed. Right. right-handed pitcher. All right, never mind. Z- Zane Smith, however, was a lefty. Zane Smith sounds like a lefty. You know what Zane yeah. Smith enjoys? If, if I had, if I said to you, hey, you remember Zane Smith? You'd be like, yeah. What do you think he enjoys? Um, I'm going to say uh, he enjoys uh, relaxing with smooth jazz. <laughs> Zane Smith enjoys listening to hard rock music. Oh, I was exactly <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Zane, I mean, you you look at Zane Smith again. Go to nineteen eighty seven tops. Zane Smith. You look at that card. That guy's listening to some rock music, man. That guy's. Oh yeah. You know what? If I if you had shown me the photo, I think I would have gone towards rock. Real quick, by the way. I, I, sorry. I, I was looking at these 81 Donruss cards, these terrible, terrible 81 Donruss cards. So I opened I opened this pack yesterday, and I and I got Rod Carew, yeah, legendary oh, Hall of Famer sure. Rod Carew. Here he is right here. And then I opened another pack, and I got an interesting card, which is Rod Carew, and they're different. <laughs> what in the world is going on here? It doesn't say, like, Rod Carew All-Star or Rod nope. Carew no. greatest hitter of his generation, whatever. It's just there's a card, number 49 is Rod Carew, and number one sixty nine is Rod Carew. <laughs> Rod I mean, Carew. what is what is, ha- what is wrong with these people? 
different pictures. Both just says Angels Rod Carew first base. There's two different cards. What are they doing? Oh, I love it. I love it. Rod Carew or the Rod Carew. I'll trade you Rod Carew for Rod Carew. Deal. You know what? uh, Now, one of the stipulations of this raffle, by the way, is that you cannot choose a player and have Joe write you an essay on anyone who is in the baseball 100. That's right. Because uh, he's already done that. But if you want to choose both Rod Carews (laughs) from 81 Donruss, you can do that and then ask Joe to write an essay about a different player. How about that? That's right. That's right. You can choose the two Rod Carews. (laughs) And then... All right, I got Stan Javier. Uh, okay, we got manager Jim Leland, which, by the way, great mustache. You cannot great argue mustache. with good the, mustache. You cannot, cannot argue with the Jim Leland mustache. Vance Law with the Expos. Sure. You got, you got Dennis Leonard. By the way, speaking of underrated, Dennis Leonard won twenty games three times in his career. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Dennis Leonard was Poor a very Dennis. good pitcher. Marvell Wynn. Remember Marvell Wynn? Marvell Wynn, Wynn. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't he was fast, I want to say. Was yeah, Marvell Wynn was runner? fast. Mar- Marvell Wynn was pretty fast. And uh Did he have a lot of player. stolen bases? Or no, not a lot, but he had 24 one year. He, right. You know, which is not the worst. Uh Jeffrey Leonard. Uh then you have delightful little Tom O'Malley. I, I don't I've never heard of Tom O'Malley, but Wait, look we at can't. that. We can't let Jeffrey Leonard go by without bringing up the fact that he put batting gloves in his back pocket so that he would wave <laughs> goodbye to people when he hit home runs. That is true. Right? That, that is was, true. That was Jeffrey Leonard, right? Did, is I that believe what he did? that's right. I believe yeah. it's Jeffrey Leonard. I think it was Rico Cardi who carried his uh, his wallet in his back pocket because he didn't <laughs> trust anybody in the dugout, and it was Jeffrey Leonard who had the batting glove. Jeffrey Leonard also, by the way, finds relaxation in playing the drums. Do you think any of these facts are true? Do you, I mean, like, do you think every one of these are just basically made up? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I'm now, I'm now doubting my, my memory. Isn't I, I'm not. Isn't that? Isn't that what he did? Uh, that someone, sounds right. Jeffrey Leonard this. was a character. I, I remember Jeffrey Leonard being a real character. I, what I remember is that he put his batting glove in his back pocket so that as he trotted around the bases, someone was like, why do you do that? And he was because I want to wave goodbye. I want, I want the batting gloves to be waving goodbye as I round the bases. But maybe I have that totally wrong. I, I'm saying that we're, we, I feel confident enough that I'd put it on the back of his card. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well, no one fact-checks those things anyway, so who cares? Jeffrey Leonard, didn't Jeffrey Leonard have like a crazy – yeah, he had a crazy NLCS. In '87, he was the MVP. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. That it was the wasn't it the Will Clark? Oh, no, that was '89. It was the Will Clark Mark Grace NLCS. But he did have a yeah. In the, yeah, he had a, he crazy hit a home NLCS, run. and they lost that NLCS. They, like, yeah, that they was lost, the rare yeah. winning uh, an MVP for a losing team. Yeah, Pete Ladd. Pete Ladd looks absolutely like he should not be in the big leagues, but he was in the big leagues for quite a while, and actually was not terrible. Uh, Buddy Bell. Terrific third baseman, my hero when I was growing up. One of my heroes, sure. not quite Dwayne Kuyper, but but close. We got Red Sox leaders, and I don't think anything says Red Sox leaders more than a nice little mound visit where you have like you know just, just, <laughs> just. oh Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla in those days, Bobby Bonilla. So you know, I I know all anybody remembers him for now is is the contract that never ends or whatever, but. Bobby Bonilla was like really good for a while, really good for a while, right? So good, so good. Yes, uh, I, I am a truly feared hitter. 
truly feared. Jim Deshays, uh, fine, fine pitcher. Speaking of feared hitters, I got a Jim Rice All-Star. Nice. Which is, which is very nice. Very nice. Uh, a Dennis Eckersley. And then a great name from the 1980s, Chris Basio. Right there. Oh, Chris Basio. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> All right. I, I'm reading from I'm reading from Jeffrey Leonard's wiki page here. It yep. says during the NLCS, Leonard would draw ire for it, what he called a Cadillac home run trot. Yes. The Cardinals felt he took a little too much time rounding the bases on his home runs, thereby showing up the pitcher. In response to this attitude and for Leonard's repeated one flap down routine of running the bases. <laughs> oh, one flap down. Well, he knew he had the one lot. flap down. I knew he, that, yeah. that sounds right. Cardinals pitcher Bob Forsch, to bring this full circle, famously hit Leonard in the back with a fastball in the fifth inning. The St. Louis press began calling Leonard both flaps down after the incident. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily confirm what I was saying about the batting gloves, but at least uh, the Cadillac home run trot is does comport with what I remembered about him. Yeah, okay. All right, Let's now let's open a, another pack, but let's not go through each one. Let's just pick out three or four top-level cards. Great, and this uh, this and I'm now doing 1981 top, so I, we will have opened a pack of 1981. Oh, we, the, by 1981 the way, is. By the what? way, I have just found out who it was. It was not Jeffrey Leonard who said it, uh, but it was somebody of of renown, uh, not for any of the right reasons. It was actually Mel Hall who said that he uh, wore the gloves in the back pocket in order to uh, wave goodbye. Gotcha. All right, but I le I did remember there was something about him and home runs and running slowly oh, or, yeah. no, or absolutely. showing up the other team. Absolutely. So eighty one tops has a has a special thing about them, which is that the gum inside is a double width piece of gum. I'm holding it up so Joe can see it. <laughs> Why? It it is ex unclear, but it is exactly double <laughs> the width of the stick of gum you're imagining, which is pretty hilarious. All right, so we're only so you're going to open what an eighty-eight, and then we'll just pick up. And I'm opening an eighty-one tops, and you're going. We're just going to talk about a couple guys. We're going to talk about a couple of the guys. I'm going to start off. I'll start with uh, former Orioles pitcher Ken Dixon, who I remember. The reason I pull him out is Ken Dixon. When I was when I first moved to Charlotte, um, Ken Dixon was playing for the Charlotte minor league team, and he was the first person I ever went to a game uh, for where they literally had K cards that they handed out that we would uh, all hold up when Ken Dixon threw, had a strikeout. So I thought Ken Dixon was really, really good based on, on the fact that he had his own K cards. Sure. He, he did not end up being as good as, as I would have liked, but uh, um, he was good in Charlotte. He was good in Charlotte. This All is right? a truly a truly terrible pack of cards I just opened. There's not a single <laughs> not a single guy in here that's worth talking about. Uh, but the only good thing is that because it's 1981, they all have either good or bad mustaches. I'll start with Rob Wilfong, the middle infielder for the Twins. That's a yeah, bad mustache. That's right a there. bad mustache. I'm, that's not a good mustache. No, Google 1981 tops Rob Wilfong <laughs> if you want to see another bad mustache. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got a great card. This might be my favorite card that I've opened up. It is a 1988 Billy Bean card. Yeah, there, there you go. Bean, Bean with no E, baby. Bean with no E. Billy Bean. Billy Bean was a 1982 graduate of Santa Ana High School where he played baseball, football, and basketball. He was Orange County Football Player of the Year as a senior. Hmm. How about that? How about that? This is some Billy Bean right here. Not, it's not the right Billy Bean, but it's the right Billy Bean. It is me. a it is a Billy Bean. 
Uh, here's Champ Summers, an outfielder for the Tigers. I love Champ Summers. Looks like he's in in agony on the card. He's in it agony, like, but it's a good mustache, though. It's okay. If you look closely, you would you would maybe take that back. It looks a little patchy, <laughs> um, but a great name. Champ Summers is a great name for an athlete. Great name for an athlete. I got a Tim Raines All Star. That's pretty good. That is. Good. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run through my names here, just so we have names. Then you can sure. do the same. Brett Butler, Tim Conroy, great one. Jerry Royce, terrific. Sure. Dave Palmer threw a five inning no hitter. Raphael Belliard. Oh, great, great name. Oh, speaking of great names, Cecilio Guante. Cecilio Guante. <laughs> Glenn Davis, we mentioned. Oh, Freddie Lynn with the Orioles. With the Looked Orioles. about 700 years old at that point. Yeah. Oh, I loved him. Wally Joyner, terrific. Ed Hearn. Uh, sure. who was traded uh, for uh, David Cohn. Mm -hmm. Charlie Paleo, a great name. Mariners manager, Dick Williams. So pretty good. Pretty good pack. I'll only give you two more. Ray Knight on the Reds, which is okay. fun. That's uh, a good one. Scored, scored the winning run, sadly, in the 1986 uh, Game 6. That's right. On the grounder. And Charlie Huff for the Rangers. Knuckleball. Charlie Huff threw a billion innings over a billion years. <laughs> <laughs> knuckleball deluxe all right one more pack is this one last meaningless thing are we now doing one last meaningless thing which is just opening another pack of baseball cards <laughs> no, no i actually have uh i have an actual one last meaningless thing that i want to do so i think oh. uh why don't um, you do your one last meaningless thing uh, my one last meaningless thing will be i'll open another pack of 1981 for <laughs> baseball, cards. baseball cards all right so uh yeah i'm just gonna go with the with the same one here all right uh so my one last meaningless thing is uh, it drives me absolutely insane seeing these stupid Gronk USAA commercials. <laughs> Just it, 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 it is endlessly frustrating for me. And I realize, look, breaking down commercials, they're all stupid. The whole point is to get people talking about it, which is exactly what I'm doing. So, so they're mission accomplished. However, I'm sorry. I do not understand a commercial where you have basically somebody unwilling to join the military trying to get military insurance. And he keeps talking about how he's going to keep trying and keep trying. Dude, enlist. That's literally all it will take. All it will take is, is go basic training, two years, you're a veteran, and, and you can go ahead and get your USAA insurance. It's I don't understand why the commercials... I, I look, I get it. It's a joke. He's Gronk, whatever. But the longer it goes on, and the the one that really bothers me is the one where he is walking through a parking lot and he comes across a family, and the family has a, a young child, and he goes, Oh, I I'd like one of those. And the woman says something like, Oh, thanks. He he's she's nine months old or whatever. And he goes, no, I meant your USAA bumper sticker, like, which he wanted that more than the kid. And she goes, oh, yeah, USAA has always been our family, but you keep trying. And he's like, oh, what a lucky kid that kid is. And I'm like, dude, join the military. This is not a hard thing to do. It, it, it drives me insane. Well, I think the problem with what you're saying is that you're assuming to some degree I guess you're not, but it seems like you're assuming that Gronk knows what is going on. 
<laughs> right? You're assuming that he can understand that USA is an insurance company, that he knows what an insurance company is. They right. understand that it's for military veterans, that he knows he's not a military veteran, which you might think he is because he doesn't know what that means. That he understands that to get the insurance, you have to be in the military. That he understands that the premise is that he thinks that the woman thinks he wants the baby when in fact what he wants is the insurance, which again, he doesn't know what insurance is. Like, uh, So it's obviously, if you have a problem with it, it's on the writers or the It's on the, the writers. Concept. It has nothing to do with Gronk. But, but, I, but it, yeah, like Gronk is an innocent bystander here because <laughs> you're asking him to understand things that are eight times his ability to understand scenarios and situations. Do you remember when we were we do, as, uh, as requested by uh, a listener, we would do the does Gronk know that game where we would yeah. like come up with various things? And mm-hmm. and for some reason, every time we came up with a question, the answer was no. He That's does not no. know that. <laughs> yeah. If the question is, does he know how to run a seam route? The answer is yes. Any yes. other question is the answer is no. <laughs> All right. My one last meeting of this thing is to open another pack of 1981 Fleer baseball cards. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to run through these names real quick. Tommy Hutton, first baseman for the Expos. Nice. Look at that Expos hat. God bless. Jim Morrison, second baseman for the White Sox. Orlando Gonzalez, first baseman for the A's. Don't remember him at all. No. Lance Parrish was a good catcher for the Lance Parrish was a very, very good catcher. Like, like not quite Hall of Fame, but close. close very enough. close. Yeah, also, multiple yeah. time All-Star. Carlton Fisk, Pudge. Oh, there's a Hall of Famer for you. Pudge, you can have that card if you enter your name in the raffle and you win. You, you can, can you but you're not getting an essay. I, I've written my Pudge yeah. essay. I've, I've done it. Enrique Romo, pitcher for the Pirates. Look at that hair. He looks like he's in the band The Doors. That is amazing. <laughs> and, and we had Jim Morrison earlier in the thing. This is, this is The Doors <laughs> pack is what this is. <laughs> Steve McCaddy, pitcher for the A's. Al oh. Cowens, kind of a famous uh, guy. Al, Al Cowens, certainly all-star. That, back when the Royals had the Willie Wilson, Al Cowens, um, Amos Otis outfield, that was one of the great outfields yeah. ever. What a, a, gr- a truly great baseball name. Larry Bittner. First oh, baseman for the Bitter. Cubs, yes. because his name is spelled B I I T T N E R. Where else have you ever seen two I's and two T's back to back? Why is it not Bitner? By, or Bitner? Or Bitner? Yeah, like Bielki. Yeah. Bielki. <laughs> Benny Ayala, outfielder and DH for the uh, Orioles. Very much a DH. Benny Lamar- Ayala, though, here maybe I'll throw Benny Ayala in there because I don't know if you know this. Eh, you don't know this. I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, because I should, since I'm about to finish it. I'm writing a new book. I'm writing a book. What? It's been a lifelong dream to write a book. So I'm Congratulations writing... <laughs> on your first book. <laughs> I'm very excited to be writing my uh, my sixth, seventh book. Um, but, but here's the thing. Benny Ayala was the emergency catcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, and by emergency catcher, I mean truly emergency. He never right. played the position. Never played it. Didn't play it in high school, didn't play it in college. He just, they just, but no, it wasn't. It was not. You know what? The whole thing is messed up because it was Len Sakata. That's who it was. <laughs> it was Len Sakata. All right, pull a Len Sakata card so I can tell the story. Uh, there's no Len Sakata card. Uh, tell the story right. anyway. Give I'm us a Len Sakata story. story. I don't know why. I think Benny Ayala was the guy who pinch hit. That's what it was. So uh, the Orioles were playing. Blue Jays, maybe. I can't even remember. And I should remember because it is in my new book, Why We Love Baseball. Uh, and uh, and Earl Weaver was manager. And Earl Weaver, uh, like they were losing and he just he just panicked. We didn't panic. He just was desperate. So he pinch hit for his catcher. He pinch hit Benny Ayala for his, his last catcher. 
and uh, and the catcher uh, and Benny Allen got a hit. They tied the game and went to extra innings. He did not have a catcher. So he went with their emergency catcher, Len Sakata, who had never played the position and hated it, did not want to be back there. He just was he was not happy to be a catcher. And uh, the Blue Jays, I believe it was, um, were obviously thrilled to have a guy behind the plate who had never played catcher. So they sure. tried to steal each time. And Tippy Martinez was the uh, was the pitcher, and he had three pickoffs in the same inning. Oh three my pickoffs. God. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so that you can look forward to that essay in Why We Love Baseball, a countdown of the greatest moments in baseball history. And uh, it's it's gonna be so much. I wish fun. You, I just I the only bad thing about this is I wish you had told me you were writing a book. Okay. I, I, uh, I'm sure I did. Lamar Johnson. First baseman for the White ah, Sox. Yeah, former Royals hitting coach. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. I'm just going to tell you what I know about these guys. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, this is a new low, even for us. <laughs> I mean, we're literally opening packs of baseball cards, naming the faceless, nameless guys inside, and then you're dropping crazy, crazily worthless trivia. Former oh, yeah. Royals the hitting absolute, coach. That, that absolute is, bottom of the barrel this, that I'm going this for. Is ama- this, that is an absolute <laughs> low point in the history of podcasting that you immediately were just knew who that was and knew that he was the former Royals hitting former coach. Former Royals God hitting bless. coach, sure. Bob Lacey, pitcher for the A's. Don't uh, remember I him like at all. Bob Lacey. No, ah, Sparky remember. Anderson. I'll bet there's a great Sparky Anderson essay you could write. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. I got all sorts Anderson of Sparky. Card. Jerry Turner, outfielder for the Padres. Bruce Padres. Kim, catcher, catcher for the White Sox, uh, yep. wearing that same beautiful throwback White Sox uni. Two M's, right, Kim? Bruce Kim yes, with two, two M's. Yes, two M's. Mike Heath, catcher for the A's. Oh, uh, yeah. In classic sure. classic uh, pose, uh, hitting pose. Looks yep. like he's at Fenway. He's at Fenway in this photo. Look at that. That's the monster behind him in the city. Oh, yeah, side. that is definitely. A, or or they put some background behind him. I don't know. Yeah, that's, no, that's, he's, the, I mean, he's, he's at, a, I think he's at Fenway Park. I don't know why Mike Heath took his <laughs> took his uh, photo for the card. Wouldn't at you? If you were doing it, you would do it at Fenway yeah, Park. Yeah, right? well, let me see. Where's he from? Where is he from? Give it to me. He's, no, he's from Tampa, Florida. I was going to say he's from Brockton, Massachusetts or something. And that's <laughs> so he's from Tampa, so literally would could have done it at spring training at any point. Yeah. But. But yeah, that is Fenway. That's weird. And finally, Milt Wilcox, the pitcher for the Tigers. There oh, we go. Milt Wilcox, solid. A bad pack. These are I got. I had very bad packs today. You had good ones. Yeah, I well, I got the bow. You know. Yeah. But all of these cards are available. So we're going to give you our our two completely and utterly set uh, separate suggestions for you. And I cannot I cannot uh, fully describe how separate they are, but they are two suggestions. Incredibly One, separate. Totally good, like couldn't be couldn't be less related to each they're other. They're not even related. Number one, we would love for you to join us in donating to the uh, Eleanor and Lou Gehrig ALS Center uh, at Columbia University. We are donating all of our uh, proceeds from the podcast to it. We would love for you to join us. And all you have to do is go to uh, GoFundMe.com slash podcast p o s c a s t. You can donate. You can join uh, many other uh, listeners who have uh, joined us. Uh, We would love for you to do that. Completely separate. No relation whatsoever. Nope. We'd also like for you to join us in our special contest that we are having where we are giving away 
all sorts of things that we don't want anymore or <laughs> that Mike has, has determined I need to do, right. uh, such as write a special essay for you. And all you have to do to join is uh, go to uh, send an email to uh, raffle podcast or is it podcast raffle? Podcast yeah, raffle. Should at least get, give them the right email address. Let me give you the right email address. Podcast raffle. P O S C A S T raffle at gmail.com. You don't have to tell us anything. You know, we don't need any information. Uh, the only thing we want you is if you don't want to be in the Derek Jeter raffle, uh, just insult Derek Jeter in the, uh, in the, um, uh, subject, subject line. Heading, and that's all yeah. we need. And of course, if you want to tell us something, you know, do that also. That's yeah. it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. So the the we're gonna say the GoFundMe page will be up through February first. We will conduct the raffle on or around the day the pitchers and catchers report as a special welcome back baseball kind of a deal. And uh, we will continue. We'll do at least another two podcasts, probably where we waste your time by opening baseball cards. Absolutely. And uh, and discuss this again. But get the please make those donations if you can at uh, gofundme.com slash podcast. Enter the raffle by sending an email completely separately without any connection to the <laughs> no connection whatsoever to podcastraffle at gmail.com and uh, and stay tuned next week. We're going to open more baseball cards. We're going to basically open more baseball <laughs> cards. That's basically all we're going to be doing. All right, Mike, as always, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.